I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Urban Meyer is suspended three games at Ohio State and athletic director Gene Smith is suspended 17 days, both without pay for mishandling the domestic assault allegations made against former assistant coach Zach Smith. The fallout from the very embarrassing news conference at Ohio State Wednesday night. The Rays, meanwhile, win their fourth in a row, beating the Royals, and they're now five games over 500 for the first time this season. And we'll tell you why there's no plans for Todd Munkin to call plays for the Bucks during the regular season. All this and more on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Bursnick. Before we get started, I want to tell you about a special offer from Audible.com. Sign up now and get a free 30-day trial. That's a $15 value, and as a listener to this podcast, you also get a free audiobook. Now, here's what you do. Go to audibletrial.com slash sportsday. That's spelled A-U-D-I-B-L-E trial.com slash sportsday for a free 30-day trial and a free audiobook. All right, Steve, so the word coming down, I guess it was around 9 o'clock, 9.30 or so, or right around 9 o'clock, I guess, on uh, Wednesday night. Ohio State, the puff of smoke. I guess it wasn't black smoke or white smoke. It was just a lot of smoke. And uh, they had this press conference, which we'll get into. It was, in my opinion, just embarrassing for the university. But the net-net is that after a thorough and complete self-investigation. A thorough investigation Ohio's, that took two weeks. <laughs> yeah, took, that was given a 14-day time limit. And 10 hours, I guess, of uh, of back and forth exactly on Wednesday – Reporters, I'm told, were camping out, and they bought them pizza. Good for them. The word came down on high um, from the university president that Urban Meyer, for all his, uh, I don't know, I would have to say lying. I don't. Well, but it um, wasn't deliberate lies, according to the report. That's yeah. No, we'll get into we'll get into what what he said and why he said it. But at the end of the day, his mishandling of these domestic abuse charges or allegations. And they weren't the first time against his uh, former assistant, Zach Smith. And also, Gene Smith, the uh, athletic director, no relation, was given a 17-day suspension without pay um, for for doing much the same thing. The report you have looked into, uh, Steve Versnick, uh, it, is, it is damning, to say the least. And, and the only conclusion you come out of this after watching this press conference is, one, Urban Meyer has almost no remorse whatsoever um you know he apologized to buckeye nation three times but you know when cornered uh, as to what he would say you know to zach smith's ex-wife he wouldn't address her at all we'll get into what what his statement was there to say this was a slap of the wrist would be sort of an insult but i i still am and stunned all i can say is that ohio state proved once and for all as a university in my opinion um, that football is more important than anything else that goes on at that university. And funny is not the right word, but the amazing thing is, is when you saw the press conference and that, and 
you hear their explanations of why they came up with three games and and what's going to happen going forward. If you think he absolutely should be fired, you're not going to be happy with it. But it was more than what the reports of it was possibly going to be time served, and he's back immediately. So you could kind of go, okay, let me process it, whatever. And then you start reading the report, and you realize they didn't cover half. I mean, there was so much more no. stuff that you're going, what? Excuse me? Well, and people didn't have time to digest the report or even really. Uh, I don't think they handed it. it out till after the press conference. That's right, and for good reason. Because well, yeah. <laughs> when you read this report, and you'll you'll get some of the highlights here for us here in a second. But when you read this report, you realize that you know Meyer Meyer was not very honest or forthcoming whatsoever with his own university. I mean, let's go back a little bit of history. He was aware of allegations against. Zach Smith at the University of Florida back in 2009. He knew that there were domestic uh, abuse allegations mm-hmm. and problems. Uh, was was all too well aware of it. And one of the things that's in the report, which is some somewhat stunning to me, um, is that when it resurfaced again, you know, in 2015. Uh, well, let's back up even before that. He hired this guy at Ohio State without revealing any of this, mm-hmm. without letting the university know that this man was ever accused or, or arrested or anything that ever happened with respect to domestic abuse. But then when the, when the incident came up again, I don't even think he mentioned it to the Ohio State then. Well, necessarily. The athletic director, Gene Smith, says he was not aware of the 09 incident in Florida where Courtney Smith claimed domestic abuse and the cops were called, but no charges were ever filed. Right. He says he wasn't aware of that until a month or two ago, July this year, July 18th, so a month ago. Right. And the uh, you know, and the, the notion that, of course, we know that Urban Meyer's uh, wife is it Shelley, I believe. Yes, is it correct? She, you know, she had had text messages back and forth. Um, you know, uh, in, in two thousand fifteen, yep, with Courtney Smith, and was fearful um, of uh, her husband and the abuse that was coming on. Apparently, Urban said he didn't know about those text messages at the time. Um, you know, which is hard to believe at, at at the very least it it just doesn't it doesn't make doesn't make great sense um but i mean this thing I, I, there's so much in this report that's that's unbelievable and the more you read it the more you realize well, why the hell they didn't just fire the guy yeah there's several things that that stand out for me and 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 i'm still going through it so i haven't even got to all of it but for right. one when the allegations first came out Urban Meyer was more concerned about how the media would get information and how do I delete text messages on my phone over a year old. This is in which their he destroyed, report. Now. Which he destroyed. Yeah. And they, they admit that he destroyed those. Yes. He went into his phone. He, he asked and, and found out the information on how to delete messages that were over a year old so that anything that would relate to this matter was long gone, no trail whatsoever. I mean, that's in most investigations. Okay. Even Tom Brady got four games for deflating footballs, and the primary reason was when it came to his confiscate his phone, he took a hammer to it. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, Urban's getting three, and he and it's it's revealed in the report that he did this. Mm-hmm. They also mentioned that he has a problem with memory now. Urban and, does, yes, and they even mentioned that he takes medication that affects his memory and recollection. Which, what kind of medication would that be? I don't know, but it's it, it's. It's bizarre to me because part of what they 
why they fired Zach Smith and all this was drug abuse and all this stuff. And now you've got a coach who doesn't remember things. You know, also going back to the 09 incident with Courtney and, and Zach Smith at Florida, Urban says he met with both of them and, you know, they didn't press charges and he was working with them. Well, both Courtney and Zach had said Courtney wasn't in that meeting. Wasn't even there. No. He met with Zach in 09. He did not That's meet with That's a problem, Courtney. don't you think? A few good men reference. Uh, wasn't even there. Yeah. It, Urban's um, acknowledgement was it went something like this. I, uh, why he did not... Uh, why well, he had this blind spot for Zach Smith didn't make any sense. He well, said, I followed my as I followed a- my heart, not my head. I fell short of pursuing full information because at each juncture I gave Zach Smith the benefit of the doubt. And why? Well, because he was the grandson of former Ohio State coach Earl Bruce, who quote was like my mentor and like my fa- a father to me. Ding 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 ding. Blame the dead guy, <laughs> as we talked about two weeks ago. You said it. When in doubt, he can't speak for himself. Dead men tell no tales. And, and and that may be honestly true, why he, he didn't discipline him or whatever else. I mean, as Brett McMurphy's tweeting, you know, the, and from the report, their findings on Zach Smith, quote, promiscuous and embarrassing sexual behavior, drug abuse, truancy, dishonesty, financial irresponsibility, possible NCAA violation, lengthy police investigation into allegations of criminal domestic violence and cyber crimes. And Meyer never disciplined him. He thought he would handle it within the union, within the unit. Yeah, but for years uh, this has gone on. Never disciplined. Not only that, but he asked him, uh, in a sense, essentially commanded him to seek uh, treatment for drug abuse. And Zach Smith was there for four of the required ten days. So, if I don't know about you, but if my employer says you have to go to counseling as a condition of your employment, and you like go, eh, I don't think so. I'll go a day, and then I'm not going to go anymore. Seems to me you might want to fire that guy. You know, I, I think you got a problem. Wouldn't that be reason? I mean, that's insubordination mm-hmm. at minimum. Not to mention he's not addressing the problem that you sent him to address in the first place. Mm-hmm. Th- there is nothing, and I mean nothing, about the way this was handled by Ohio State. That I, I, I mean, and they're getting plenty of pushback, and not just from us. I mean, this is this is nationwide. I mean, people have really looked at this and said, as you get into this report and you start to parse it. It's unbelievable. And uh, all Urban Meyer could say uh, was there were red flags. I wish I had known. I wish I had done a better job of finding out. wish I was told more things. Told more things. You knew everything. There wasn't any more that you needed to know. And the low point of the entire press conference, which I think will be played on a loop, let you can't believe, on all the news shows, both sports and otherwise, uh, from this just disaster of a press conference is when a reporter finally asked Urban Meyer directly if, you know, that if no one was going to talk about Courtney Smith, he said, what message do you have for Courtney Smith? Well, I have a message for everyone involved in this. I'm sorry that we're in this situation. And uh, I'm just sorry we're in this situation. Like, what do you mean we're like nothing for the kids? No chance to talk about how wrong domestic abuse is. You know, no holding Zach accountable for this at this time. I mean, there was so much, such a missed opportunity. Um, but basically, you know, they were more interested in apologizing to Buckeye Nation, which is a marketing uh, slogan, by the way, and uh, putting, like, their fans through this. Not to mention, Steve, how about the actual suspension itself? Break that down for us. 
Well, so he's getting three game suspension, but he, it's actually not quite the way you think it is. So he's suspended from, he was suspended two and a half weeks ago, or th- almost three weeks ago now, until September 2nd, the day after their first game. Then he's back for the two weeks, but he can't go to the games. So he misses three games, but he's actually going to be back coaching the team after game one. So you're preparing the team to play. You're doing your entire job except on Saturday. Yeah. Now, what and God, no, and, I assume what they're saying is because he's been suspended for almost three weeks now, it'll still go on for another week, week and a half. That that's going to be four weeks total. So we're calling that. But yeah, you could prepare. It's basically we want to win football games. First game's right. Oregon State at home. They should win that. Second game's Rutgers at home. Rutgers. Win that. Then they go to TCU. They should win that game, but that one's a little tougher. You're on the road. TCU's a decent team. Not the same TCU they've been for the last couple of years. But but that's going to be a TV game, and, and that's, mm-hmm. that's what you call optics 101 because what's the last thing they want to do is talk about how Urban Meyer is making his triumphant return on national television. They, no, they want to keep him away um, for that final game, but – it's. I mean, if you're going to prepare your football team, that's not like really being suspended. I mean, the thing that you got to take away is the football team. So even in this mind-numbing three-game suspension, it's not a total suspension if you're able to go and watch film, prepare your team, get them ready to play, and all you don't do is show up to watch them kick the crap out of Rutgers. Well, just remember I mean, that really? uh, Terrell Pryor a few years ago got five games for getting some tattoos and some memorabilia sold. Right. North Carolina players recently sold some shoes, got four-game suspension. Yeah, you know why? Because those singular players don't generate the revenue that Urban Meyer does for Ohio State. This is nothing but about money. Um, this is nothing but greed. You know, this is a just a complete sham of an investigation, in my opinion. Um, you know, designed to overlook things, even though it's – I mean, again – they included the most incriminating stuff or some of the most incriminating stuff in their report and then basically gave it no weight at all. Mm-hmm. You know, basically said, yeah, he did this, but eh. And the biggest thing, the biggest, the, the, the way they're complicit at Ohio State in this whole thing is to suggest that even though he completely lied, lied. At one point he said during the Big Ten media conference, I don't know why somebody would make this up about this guy. Make it up? Somebody made it. He was asked nine times about Zach Smith and his dismissal and and domestic abuse. And Urban Meyer wasn't, quote, prepared to answer those questions. It wasn't that he wasn't prepared. It's that he didn't want to get caught. He didn't want the truth out. And for them to, to give, for Ohio State to say, what was the language they used? They didn't say he lied. I, I, it's just it's essentially like giving them a hall pass for lying. Mm-hmm. Well, they, Creating, they said lots of times in the report there was lots of things that are concerning, and that he concerning. didn't deliberately lie. He, he just deliberately. Lied. What what the hell is that? Deliberately, when you lie, it's done for the purpose of concealing the truth. Well, the definition a of a lie is a deliberate act to to conceal the truth. Yeah, I mean, it, if you it, don't it know it's, be, if you don't know something, then it's not. It's a not lie. a lie if yeah, if you're making it up. I mean, that's you know. I don't know the answer, but I'm gonna no. You don't lie. You lie when you know it's not truthful. So there, yeah, it's it's absolutely deliberate. I mean, this is alternative facts time here. Well, just remember, truth ain't truth. True is not truth. The truth isn't the truth, and that's the (laughs) truth. We learned that this week. So yes, I mean, it's just been 
I don't know. Is there a chance? Let me ask you this: Is there a chance that when the optics come back and hit every Ohio State alumni in the face, and the pundits talk about this, and I'm not just talking not us, obviously, but I mean, just you know, there's going to be there's going to be a lot of pushback from the college football people, from the columnists that I've read, uh, you know, just I mean, pretty much every medium. And is there any chance that they would look at this and go, hmm? We got this wrong. Because I just remember the NFL, and when they got the Ray Rice thing wrong, and I mean they got it wrong, mm-hmm. <laughs> he went he went from two games, I think, to four or five or six yeah. games to you're gone for the year. Well, here's here's the thing. I mean, a couple things. One, Jim Trestle, when he was in trouble at Ohio State, initially got a two-game suspension. Right. Then more information came out in, in that, and he eventually was fired. And this was all in the offseason before a, a season happened. As right. far as Urban goes – could they fire him? I mean, they could fire him at any time. But a couple things at play. The report basically says he didn't violate his contract. So there was they, lots of concerning legally. things. Yeah. And, and his whole statement, you know, when he gave that a couple weeks ago after he was put on administrative leave was all about protecting that you can yeah. fire me, but you're going to pay me. Yeah. That they can pay him to go away, but it ain't, right. he's not going to just get fired. I mean, he did, he did follow protocol on a lot of this stuff. No, there's you know, a lot of concerning things and deleting text messages and, and, and some of that stuff. But he did his superiors did know about the things that went on. And that's what we've learned over this, that, you know, when the initial allegations came out, it was, you know, oh, absolutely. He's going to get fired because, you know, he knew about this and did nothing. Well, it turns out he did do something. Wasn't a lot. But 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 this is not this exactly the Joe Paterno argument that Joe Paterno was unable to mm-hmm, make. Mm hmm. That, you know, well, I didn't know, but as soon as I found out, I ran it up. And you know what happened to all those people? They all got fired. Mm-hmm. The president. Well, I'm surprised. Helped. I thought Gene Smith would be fired today. So did I. I thought the athletic director would be gone. Particularly because I mean, he, he knew about the Jim Trestle ap- stuff 10 years ago when that happened. And now this, that I, I thought he was going to be gone today. I thought Urban Meyer would keep his job, and I didn't know what the suspension would be. But and Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't the athletic director also delete emails or text messages it says we attempted to but were unable to retrieve text messages for certain witnesses including the athletics director gene smith now how's that possible well unless, how's he, it possible? unless he deleted them well exactly or like you, it's possible his phone was set never to save them i i can't i can't tell you that it says they were unable to retrieve. to retrieve i don't know if that means he didn't give up his phone i don't know if that means he deleted them or they just weren't there Mm-hmm. Or I'm, he had recently got a new phone, and they were on the old phone. That's who knows where destroyed. I don't know what unable to retrieve yeah. means. Well, look, I don't think either of them should have kept their job. That's just my opinion, and maybe a lot of people probably share that. But then I'm sure there's people at Ohio State that says, you know, what what else did he needed to do? He reported it, and and that's just he reported. But he's never disciplined is. him for all kinds of things. We're finding out. Yeah, that's a whole problem in itself. I mean, discipline doesn't mean. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today you fire the guy necessarily 
you know, if Urban Myers never disciplined Zach Smith in all that time and all those things he was doing from running up big tabs on recruiting visits and possibly NCAA violations at a, at a strip club. Yeah, with, with, with the high school coaches club. with him. And was told by Urban Meyer, don't do it again. Mm-hmm. That was his punishment. Yep. And what what did he get on his reviews? What were the things that he, they last, marked him Last down? year he got a four out of five on – and I, I'm paraphrasing, but uh, exemplifies following or the follows the university's core values. Yeah, core values. Four out of five on his. What the hell you got to do to get a three <laughs> <laughs> or a two? I mean, really? I mean, this guy. I mean, it it, it would it is almost comical if it wasn't so damn sad. And the thing is, through all of this, through all this press conference, through all this reporting, nothing. Not even a, I'm sorry to Courtney Smith or the children who suffered at the. I don't know, man. Well, and we didn't even get into Zach Smith's attorney's response. Oh, God. Well, that's just nutty, this guy. Zach Smith's attorney's response. He was asked for comment about the suspensions, and I'll I'll read it. He texted A.J. Perez from USA Today. Zach Smith married a woman he should not have married. Vengeance against her ex-husband regrettably resulted in collateral damage to Urban Meyer, Gene Smith, and The Ohio State University. Trying cases in the media is a dangerous precedent for every other coach in America. Wow. How tone deaf can you be? You know what? Maybe he did marry somebody he shouldn't have married. But I got a feeling that she didn't deserve to get her butt beaten by this monster. Or cheated on. In front of her children. Or cheated on. But particularly abused. I mean, Mm -hmm. really? So so that gives you the right? Like, oh, I married the wrong person. She's not good for me. So watch watch this. I mean, come on. That is, I mean, for an attorney to write that is just remarkable. And and if that's the counsel, if that's the counsel you hired, says a lot. Well, depend is that the count or is that what Zach Smith told him to text back? Well, I, mean, I don't I'm know. The attorney, I might quit at that point before I most text of, that most back. most attorneys tell you what they're what they should what they're going to say, not the other way around. I mean, he does work for him, but I mean, that's why you have an attorney, so you don't say stupid stuff like that. Um, but this attorney did it anyway. I don't know, man, boy. What a day for Ohio State, the Ohio State University, and I'm sure. Well, I'm not sure. I'm I'm curious to see. I, I didn't watch all the shows. What the Joey Galloways and the Kirk Herbstreets and those guys. Will, will Kirk Herbstreet didn't say a lot. It was just kind of you know, Urban so laser focused on football. Oh, that was one of the comments he made. Not and he wasn't excusing it, but it's that. Well, it sounds like what, one. It kind of was actually. Um, Feinbaum said, you know. He actually thought the report was pretty good. The suspension was probably fair, but then Urban really? Meyer butchered the press conference. Um, that's suspension what, that's what, was fair. He, I, not fair wasn't the, the term Feinbaum used. It was uh, expected. Um, expected or reasonable, I think, maybe more. I, I don't remember the exact term he used. But then, you know, and he said he, he thought the president did well. He thought Gene Smith did well. He thought Urban Meyer blew it and had, so showed no contrition. I just think when you read the report, it doesn't match the suspension. I mean, there's so much insubordination. Well, there. well that's the so thing is, yeah, we're getting the report afterwards, so uh, right. I don't know. I don't know when Feinbaum's. I saw it online. I don't know when his comments yes, it was he, made he, immediately he made, after he, or. Yes, know, he, they were. I saw him on TV immediately. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming I saw him on TV like as soon as the press conference ended. So maybe he had not had a chance to to you know parse all this mm-hmm. out. But um, but if you read, if you just go line item by the report. There's there's many grounds for termination, you know, not the least of which if you're if I'm a university president and I find out that a dude on your staff 
has been charged or arrested or violated a restraining order because of a domestic violence situation, and I and I come to you and say, what do you know about this? And you know, you fail to mention that. Oh yeah, this happened when I had him back in Florida in '09. Mm-hmm. That omission alone is going to get you fired. To yep. me, I mean, you know, that's that's one of the reasons why this president is suspended in the first place, because he didn't get the truth. Now maybe this goes back to the fact that if you read the report. Urban has memory problems because of medication he takes. Which, by the way, is there a lot of medication that erases your memory? Um, I mean, how are you coaching a, a football? In other words, you can remember. I, I guess you well, have a play sheet to as, help. As you the remember, joke but, tweets are out, you know, he could remember every play from every football game he's ever coached. But right, right. These guys can tell you what the top five plays on their play sheet is for fourth and three. Inside the 20 with four minutes to play, down by three. I mean, that's how detailed they are. But somehow he can't remember the fact that one of his assistants has been abusing his wife since 09. Or when the text messages from his wife were shared with him. No, he wasn't aware of it at the time. At the time, which means like two minutes later he was. Maybe in real time he wasn't looking over his shoulder when she was texting him. Maybe that's what he means. I'm telling you, man, it's astounding. But you know what? Winning is important. And that's why they pay Urban Meyer, what, $8 million a year, $9 mm-hmm. million a year? And by gosh, we're not losing our football coach. Buckeye Nation would revolt. We have to save old Herb. It will be interesting how it goes forward. Hmm. I mean, based on the reaction and – you know, I mean, well, sometimes that changes opinions. Absolutely. Well, I mean, it kind of did with Paterno. I mean, you mentioned yeah. that. You know, not that everything's, you know, apples to apples in that comparison, but. Oh, but there is. Look, we live in a world of mm-hmm. uh, of polls and social media mm-hmm. and, you know, just consensus and all those things. And, you know, I'll say this, too. How often is this going to be brought up if Erlmeyer is still the head coach there? Uh, are they. And, and I hate this. This is cornballish, but it, I'm telling you, it's absolutely the truth. His football team will probably win those three games when he's not coaching. But when he comes back, it'll be a rallying cry. You know, we're one big family. They try to tear us apart. We did it for Herb. You know, look what we overcome. We lost our head coach. We hung in there. What a great job. They asked him, what was, what's it been like not coaching football? Is it one of the hardest things in my life? I mean, really? Not hard, really, when you compare it to what happened to Smith's ex-wife. I again, it just—it's—it was a stunning performance, and it's one—it's one to to see just how other people within the university community up there react to the reaction. So we'll talk about it. I'm sure there's going to be more to this as people try to digest and, um, you know understand just what is in this report um but it sure would have helped to have had it in their hands before they had the press conference i know that well that was done on purpose you know that of course absolutely it was and i think they even said hey we're going to be up here 20 minutes go (laughs) you know so (laughs) it was like not only did they time the length of the investigation which was going to be complete and thorough and done by ohio state but they also said we'll answer all your questions you got 10 minutes (laughs) Which I love. Well, then you're not answering all my questions because if you're going to answer all my questions, you'll be up there until I'm out of them. 
So um, I was interrupted from the Rays game to turn over this Urban Meyer press conference, but uh, boy, they uh, they're playing good baseball, and uh, they're they're they didn't pitch quite as well. They pitched well enough to win, beat the Royals for the third straight time. They have a chance to sweep the Royals today, uh, as a matter of fact, and that's now four games in a row that they're they're they've won. They're on a hot streak, and now a season high five games over five hundred. Carlos Gomez with uh, kind of some key key plays, uh, a bunt mm-hmm. that was uh, very pivotal as pivotal as well as a, a double. Yep. Um, so he contributed in a big way. Kiermaier had a couple Smith of hits. Just, yep. Malik Smith. Yeah. Smith swings the bat really well. It was just a, it was a solid you know it was a solid baseball game mm-hmm. uh, by the Rays. Although I didn't know Kansas City ran themselves out of the last inning, and got tagged out at home plate. Uh, yeah, that was an that was a that was an awful play by Herrera there. Uh, so Jeez. runners on second. There's two outs. Uh, they're down three. Uh, I don't remember who the batter was, but he beats the throw out at first. Right. And Herrera rounds third and goes home, which Crone then turns from first, throws home, and they tag him out of home. When he should have stayed Standing at third, up. you have runners at first and third, two outs, and the tying runs at the plate. They yeah, just home ran, big the, fly there. I mean, we've yeah. talked about some of the Rays' base running blunders. That was a really bad one by the Royals. And there's, was a reason, there's a reason they're almost 50 games below 500. Yeah, I mean, it's just bad ball, and guys are coming up to the guy. You know, he's sitting kind of stunned in the bench. They're coming up to him like, yo, dude, <laughs> never do that again. I think he thought the game was over. I think he just – I think he kept running. Because it, he it was he, like, you know, that two, up. Yeah. it's that two outs on the fly ball, and you're just running. Right. Yep. I think that's yep. what yep. he – I think he thought that, you know, the, the Adamas got the throw at short. He was going to be out. I think yep. he just ran through and wasn't yep. even – Because he – he was jogging for a while, and then he started to bust it. And it was yep. like, nah, it's too late, man. You're not going to get it. Yeah, I think he just assumed it was going to be out at first instead of, you know, hustling. Mm-hmm. So, but good for the Rays. Yeah. I mean, they're they're beating the teams they need to beat, and they're doing it at home. And I think uh, they've won all six games against the Royals this year, so they're going for the, uh, the season sweep tonight. Right. And it's hard to sweep a team in baseball, but they could do it. I mean, you know, they're quietly putting together. I mean, five games over 500 now. If you start getting around 10 – 12, you know, you're talking about a really good record now. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody expected them to win even 80 games. Um, yep. And, you know, they're they're going to exceed that if they keep this current pace. So mm-hmm. hats off to them. Yeah, when we got next year's schedule came out. It'll be the earliest opening day in baseball history, March 28th. March 28th. Yes. Wow. Yes, and the Rays will open at home for seven games, four against Houston and then three against Colorado. And then they go out west, or they go to San Francisco for a weekend series, then back to the White Sox and at Toronto. So that's the first five series of the season. What a fantastic road trip. What can I do to get on that one? San Francisco, Chicago, and then you get an off day in Toronto. That's in March, so let them think in. No, that's in uh, April. That's in, well, the road trip starts in April. You'll they'll leave on so road tri- So April, so I don't have anything until the draft. Yeah, you're a couple yeah. weeks before the draft, so yeah, you could you could make that. I trip. think I could I could maybe make that swing if I can get yeah. Mark to stay home. But, yeah, so uh, so probably, the NL West is the interleague series. So you get Colorado, Arizona, and the Dodgers at home in Miami, of course, as your rival, and they go to San Francisco and uh, to San Diego. The beautiful Dodgers and Tropicana Field that'll be quite yep, and to Miami. And they have a and they have a Friday night off in August. August second, they will not be playing a game on a Friday night. Because they're going to play oh, a two-game series against the Marlins on the Saturday and Sunday, so that's kind of bizarre. And I saw a lot of teams. I don't know if every team has a Friday off this year, but I saw several schedules that did have them. What's also bizarre is that the Major League Baseball schedule comes out while the Major League Baseball season is still very much in play. They've done that for the last few years, so it's odd though. Like I, I'm used to you know the the NFL schedule. Mm-hmm. 
comes out like late April, usually yeah. about the second or third week of April. Well, but the other part, the NFL schedule, you know, the NFL season's four months long, where baseball's six. If you start, yeah. you know, by the time, you, you know, you go from mid-February to the end of October. Right. By the time you get from preseason to post, you know, mm-hmm. postseason. So, but yeah, the last few years they've done this. They put it out in August or, you know, September. So you can get your travel plans ready. Well, sounds good to me. Um, the NL West, I like that. Like the teams they're going to be playing too. Uh, let's wrap up with this. Uh, I was out at the Bucks, of course, one buck place, and I had this discussion uh, really over the course of two days with Todd Munkin. Todd Munkin doing a great job calling offensive plays. He's their offensive coordinator. He's done it in training camp and now in the preseason for the first time uh, in his career. And if you look at what they've done, I mean. You know, 56 points in two preseason games, that's pretty darn good. Uh, if you consider that last year, their high water mark, the most points they scored in any preseason game was 12. Okay, so apples to apples, they're doing they're doing really well, and they're 2-0, and and that's, that's, all, that's all well and good. Now, I'm asked all the time, and uh, in fact, and I asked yesterday just to make sure that I was right about this, that, uh, you know, is Todd Munkin going to call plays during the regular season? And the answer is a definitive no, and I thought I made that clear, at least in the third graph of my story, that there's no plan for Cutter to give up play calling, and he's going to call the plays this season. Uh, and, and there's reason for that. I mean, he's for one, he's very, very good at it. He was good in Jacksonville, good in Atlanta. That's how he got the job in Tampa as a coordinator, and then that's why he was named head coach when they fired Lovey Smith because his his expertise is, is offense, is calling plays, and his offenses have generally fared pretty well in terms of yards and rankings and things like that so you know which begs the question then why why is Munkin calling it now and there's there's a lot of reasons I think the, the first is that they want to help develop this guy you know when he came here uh, he had been a member of the staff in Jacksonville that Cutter worked for but he said you know look I believe in Cutter I believe in this team I want to do anything I can to help so Cutter uh, took his responsibilities from being a wide receivers coach and offensive coordinator to just being a full-time offensive coordinator and he's been calling the offense and doing scripts for practice and all of that really since uh, OTAs and all through training camp and now into preseason games. Um, so it, it's worked and, you know, it enables Munkin to uh, be another voice in the helmets with the transmitter to Ryan Fitzpatrick, to James Winston, so they can hear how he calls the play, what his cadence is, uh, what happens in the two minute, how he likes to do that. Um, what happens, uh, what are the alerts he calls, what happens when the clock is running down and, you know, uh, it's getting close to when they shut off the transmitter. I mean, all those things are important uh, if, uh, you know, if you're going to talk to a play caller. doesn't mean he's going to call at any point this year. Again, I don't see any momentum for that. But let's say for some odd reason that that's what they wanted to do, at least they have the ability to do it now because, uh, these guys have digested how he calls plays and, and, and that sort of thing. So that was sort of the crux of my story, regardless of what anybody else may interpret it. I'm just asked all the time, is Munkin going to be, you know, are they going to let him do it in the regular season? And the answer is no. I don't I don't see any – in fact, I know, because I've talked to Dirk several times now about it, that there's no inclination. And that was sort of the point of the story. Now, the one thing I'll say about Munkin is there is very few guys that are as colorful as he is and is blunt. I love it with the fact that he's an offensive coordinator to say pretty much what's on his mind. If and when he becomes a head coach, it might be a little different because Dirk was this way. But um, he was asked, uh, you know, the other day uh, about 
sort of what happened, you know, um, what happened last year, what happened to the offense. And he just said, his quote was, I just know that we had a nice um, year two years ago, and all of a sudden it's just human nature. It's like, here we go, Bucks, we've arrived. Everyone drank the Kool-Aid, and now Hard Knocks is rolling in, and we've added some pieces. And all of a sudden we think we're going to take the field against grown men and the best in the world, we just think it's going to happen. But we all saw how that works. Um, and so, he, you know, there's a coach saying, you know what, we, we're all full of ourselves. We got – the team got ahead over their skis and practice didn't look good and we played the way we practiced and we practiced what he said was we practiced like crap. So I think that, you know, Munkin's point was that the reason they're playing better is because they're they're doing it, you know, during the week on the practice field and executing better and not dropping balls and running right routes and all those things and that you're seeing the byproduct of that in games. So – I like the way he's called the games. Um, again, he's another just another sounding board for Dirk Cutter, and this, these are all collaborative efforts anyway when they put together game plans. But so yeah, so good, so far so good for Todd Munkin. And don't ask Dirk Cutter if he's going to call plays because he is. <laughs> just be clear on that. So the Bucks have their official uh, conclusion to training camp. Uh, no access to the media, but we'll have plenty of stories that you want to check out on Tampa Bay. Uh, dot com, including one uh, on Deshaun Jackson, I think that you'll enjoy. Uh, it's also a chance for the Rays to sweep the Royals, as we mentioned. And our mailbag segment, we want to hear from you, of course, and uh, what is one of our favorite shows during the week, answering all your questions on the Bucks, the Rays, the Bolts, uh, college football, Urban Meyer, I guess, anything you might have uh, to bring to the table, and we'll do that uh, for Friday. So, as always, uh, the way you get in touch with us for some of those questions or for just uh, your comments and we want your feedback is to reach us on Twitter by going to at Sports Day TV. It's at Sports Day TV is our Twitter address. And then my address is at NFL Stroud. Or you can reach me by email at rstroud at tampabay.com. As always, rate and review this podcast. And Steve, uh, where can they do that? Anywhere you get your podcast, whether it's uh, Google Play, Apple Podcast, iTunes, or iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn. Just uh, subscribe to the podcast so it'll download your mobile device every day. Then hit the like button so you'll like the post, or better yet, share it with a friend and tell them, and they can enjoy it too. Your mailbag questions on Friday. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times along with Steve Burstink. Have a great day, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 